You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, special edition, Game of Thrones, the final episode. Yo, yo. Real talk, Tom I needed to do this song. Yeah, I'm a nerd. It's a big secret, but I'm a nerd. And I love these books. If you watch it on HBO and think you know what's going on, I appreciate that. The people who waited five years for dance, this one's for you. Check it. This is the Give Me Five podcast, where for the past five weeks, we have been recapping the goings-on in the show Game of Thrones. This is week six, which means we are at the very last episode. As always, I'm joined by Greg. Hey, what's up? Jimmy. Hey. And once again, our special guest, Mert. How's it going? Happy to be here. I think Welcome I- for the final episode. Go ahead. I think I left my water bottle some. Did anybody happen to see? <laughs> ah, you saw that. Um, There's two of them. That's crazy. Keeps happening. There's, I missed that. Uh, there was a water bottle underneath the chairs in the dragon pit where they were doing the com- the big conversation at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, like under was it Davos's chair and under Sam's chair. It looks like. under Sam's chair. Yeah. Wow, they just got sloppy, didn't they? Almost like they didn't care about the final season. <laughs> hey, uh, didn't seem like it. I think they just got comfortable. I don't know. They had a lot of time to work on it. Yeah, but. Uh, speaking of, yeah. we are uh, going to spoil the hell out of things. This is mm-hmm. more of a recap show than anything else. We talk about what happened, and then we discuss it and review it, and there's going to be some other fun things, because a couple weeks ago, we opened up a contest uh, where the winners could win, I don't even remember, oh, a, a, Give, a Give Me Five podcast t-shirt, either of our logo or perhaps maybe of some of uh, our del- delightful fan art. We'll let the winner decide. Yeah, it just keeps getting better and better. So whatever you choose, yeah. it's, you know. So we are going to tally. Actually, Rob tallied that up. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, he's going to let us know at the end of the episode. And we may uh, even, you know, kind of blend in our regular show and maybe do a give, a give me five uh, question at the end of it. We'll see how things go. <laughs> but we're going to spoil uh, the crap out of the final episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. And now we're going to do it right now. And... I'm going to start off the episode by giving Jimmy some bragging rights. Yeah. Because not according to the survey, but according to the questions that I asked in our first episode of this season, Jimmy got the most correct. Not all of them, but... No, not all of them, but you got the most of them correct. You you only had four, four people that you chose incorrectly mm. on who would live or die. I had six that I chose incorrectly on, okay. and Greg was in last place with eight. Of course he was. Well, thank you. What do I win? I Nothing. just said bragging rights. You don't win anything. <laughs> okay. I'm fine with that. It's it's a moral victory. And only for tonight. <laughs> All right. So diving right in, the show opens up with Tyrion walking through the ashen ruins of King's Landing, and he does not look happy. He looks like someone just axed his puppy. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it looks pretty bad. Greg, what did, what did you say? I've been watching the show Chernobyl, uh, which I'm hopefully going to review on the next episode of this show. And it reminded me of the show Chernobyl. Uh, ash floating from the sky, everything kind of destroyed. So it looks like nuclear fallout happened. Yeah, that's not snow. Meltdown. Yeah, it's uh, yeah the, the, the dragon, it's like burnt uh, uh, peasant and uh, King's Landing-ite, whatever they're... Mm-hmm. People are called. Yeah, King's Landingites. Let's go with that. King's Landians? 
Anyhow, this, the city is completely destroyed. I don't know how, and I, I had this thought going into this episode, how, like how is, how are they going to make that their seat of power? It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it is essentially rubble. It's, there's no building that. There would be more, it no would rebuilding. take more effort to rebuild it than it would be to just build a new King's Landing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I was thinking like there are six other kingdoms out there. Maybe they might, the, the palace seat, you know, like how they said the, uh, the capitals you have it. Um, it was just a powerful Tyrion walking around. And there was a one scene where there was a burn victim that was, this guy looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just like, almost like the walking dead, almost walking. Mm-hmm. And you tell how messed up they were and the yeah, and I think that there was a lot of weight in give it, given to the scene because of Peter Dinklage's acting. Because he somehow managed without any words to convey, oh crap, I've made a huge mistake, and horror, and sadness, and a bunch of other emotions with just the looks on his face. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, there's a lot of good actors in the show, but he was great the whole episode. And And as I'm watching him walk through the city, all I could think of was that he's sitting there going... Oh my God, Varys was right. Yep. And Varys was right. So as Mert said, you know, are we, are we gonna, you know, change the capital? Maybe, maybe John steps up and claims his right to the Iron Throne. Maybe it moves to Winterfell and he remains the king in the north. We'll see. Oh, we could only be so lucky. (laughs) So there's some discussion amongst uh, surviving characters. John and Tyrion was, John was there, right? They were talking. Yeah, John was there. Tyrion was there. Uh, Davos was there, mm-hmm. and, and they're all they're all trying to figure out. Uh, we we need to go tell we need to go tell Danny that uh, she messed up, and John says, "You know, I'll go." And Tyrion basically says, "She'll kill you in a second. Um, you know, I deserve this. Basically, if it's going to happen to anybody, it might as well be me." And meanwhile. Uh, as Tyrion walks off, John interrupts the execution of some, I mean, these guys are done. Some Lannister soldiers, they're done. They're completely broken. They're on their knees. Grey Worm's, you know, standing there giving the order. The Unsullied standing behind him. <laughs> and we go, I'm sitting there going, here it is. Here's the fight that I've been waiting for. These two warriors are going to duke it out. John and Grey Worm, here we go. Nope. Yeah, that was very disappointing. I wanted I wanted John to kill him. Yeah, but as soon as you saw the the streets lined with those the spears Unsully. on Sully, yeah, like as soon as he made any move and those spears came down all in sequence, you're like, yeah, that would be a terrible idea. Uh, Grey Worm says this is the order of the Queen. John says you can't just murder these innocent man men. Grey Worm, blah blah blah. blah. They chose their side. John kind of rolls over as he has been doing. You know, the past, I don't know, this whole season. And uh, Grey Worm executes everyone. Yeah, when John's walking off, they they kind of blur out the background. But you definitely see Grey Worm at least kill the first guy. Obviously, he was going to cut to the rest of them. But it was, a, it was just a good, I thought it was a well-framed shot. It was a well-framed shot. Not a well-written one. There was just nothing that John could have. He grabbed Grey, Worm's, Grey Worm's arm and then all of the, mm-hmm. the unsullied brought those spears down. They were ready to go. Uh, yep. John, John would have gotten killed there. There, there was nothing else he could have done except walk away. He could have like cut Grey Worm's head off and then just ran really fast. <laughs> I, I would have been happy with that. I don't think he would have got far. I think the Unsullied crazy. Probably. 
though they didn't go well we'll get to that so you know we we follow Tyrion back again he's uh walking through a path under the castle he passes through Gargamel's lab <laughs> yeah they made a thank you nice for that of showing the uh the dragon skull laying there mm-hmm well, actually, the the dragon skull was underneath. That was when he was walking to try and find Jamie. He was taking the path to um, mm-hmm. to try and see whether or not Jamie and Cersei had gotten out. And they, well, they should right. show him walk past it. He walks yeah. through the yeah. yeah but, he but he's walking. He's skull. walking through like the dungeons, the the yeah, underground yeah. area, and that's yeah, yeah. that's where the dragon skull was. Okay, and that was that was about where he found Jamie. And- yeah. Yep. Tyrion comes across a, a pile of rubble. One of the uh, the paths that were blocked when Cersei and Jaime Lannister were trying to escape the uh, destruction of King's Landing. And he climbs through a small gap between the ceiling and the rubble. On the other side of that, he comes ap- across a golden hand sticking out of the uh, the rubble. And that golden hand on the other end of that, of course, is Jaime Lannister, who was nuzzled in the bosom of Cersei Lannister. And I have to say that that at this point right here, I'm thinking, man, how unlucky were they? Because there's a lot of space there that has absolutely no rubble. Yeah. (laughs) They were were standing in a very poor location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they look pretty, pretty good for a couple that was smashed by tons of bricks. (laughs) Yeah, there was like no real surface wounds or abrasions or... And, And to be fair, he pulled off like three bricks and they were totally uncovered. I was like... Wait, what? He didn't do a whole lot of digging, so they were pretty close to the top. Yeah. Not to mention the the entire, all of that rubble in his hand was sticking out of the top very conveniently to find it. But I guess it's better than 45 minutes of watching him dig. Which I thought it was going to be. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was magical how he was able to walk that long path with all of the destruction, climb through the tiny hole and find his brother and sister there. It was like almost like he had a GPS on him, knew right where to go. <laughs> yeah, he did. Google Maps is on were. point. Maybe a metal calculating. Maybe a metal detector. I don't know. <laughs> nice. So that definitely clears up the fact of if they're dead or not. There's a lot of people talking last week about maybe Jamie survived, and it was based on stupid stuff like so and so tweeted goodbye to certain characters, but never mentioned Jamie. And then someone's like, "Well, maybe you're going to see him again." But those people should just get off the internet and never get back on. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we see what. John's been up to, he's walking up a path, uh, walking through the Dothraki mosh pit, as I called it, and up the steps to confront his queen. Of course, we see Grey Worm at the top of the steps before we see Danny. So I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, they're going to fight it out in front of the army. <laughs> I really wanted them to fight. But alas, they don't. Danny walks through the opening of the Shattered Keep. We've got a really, really cool shot. Uh, before that, of course, Drogon flies over the armies, and they get all kind of hooped up, and they're they're just losing their minds. And Dothraki won't shut up. Um, at this point, I'm like, you guys can stop screaming now. Yeah, like I think it's called a ulating, actually. Ulating? Ulating, and they're like running around. And, or Nobody knows horses, what that word means. But that's the actual word. Now we know. Yeah, there you go. Now they do. So I knew there was something that I, for some reason I took that, like, I think it was like a Mongolian English class when I was in college. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I used it. 
<laughs> yeah. What one of the things that struck me at this point, I was like, wow, I didn't know that many Dothraki had survived. I thought their whole race had been wiped out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the the Dothraki were the first ones to go in the battle battle at Winterfell. And there sure were a lot of them left. Um, as with the Unsullied as well. And and let's just were they carrying that banner with them the whole friggin' time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, when I saw that I was like well, I guess that the dragon didn't burn down the uh, King's Landing Kinkos because they got that thing <laughs> yeah. up real quick. Hey, oh, it's big. It's massive. And, uh, uh, you know, did they have their own caravan for that? Or I just, it was hokey. You know, I just thought it was real hokey. Um, putting that in there. Was, I mean, I guess that's a minor complaint in the grand scheme of things, but. Danny lands with Drogon. She walks through the opening. We have a super cool shot of, um, She's walking out. Drogon is behind her, but far enough that he's about the same size. Uh, and he unfurls his wings, and it looks like Danny has these giant dragon wings. Oh yeah, that was that was super cool. John and I'm like, killer, do it now. And John just goes and stands in the corner. Uh, Danny comes out, and her first order of business is to make grand grandma. Uh, she was going to make Grandma the Master of War. So she makes Grey Worm the Master of War, commander of all of her forces, and reveals her global quest for domination. Uh, so she's not done with King's Landing. She is going to liberate everyone around the world. And we're all sitting there, you know, my girlfriend and, and friends, we're sitting there going, yeah, she's going to liberate them. Okay, just like she liberated everyone in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Air quotes around liberated. She killed everyone. Everyone. So Tyrion reminds her of that. He steps up and says, you f- freaking killed everyone. Like women, children. I can't. I can't be the hand. So he takes off his pen and I'm like, stab her with it. You were violent. I, <laughs> yeah. I really wanted wow. More action, but he throws the, you know, the, the sigil down the steps and she says, you betrayed me and now you're going to die too because she's just bloodthirsty and has the Unsullied carry or escort Tyrion to the dungeons. Yeah, so, so he awaits his execution. So Rob, uh, as the, you're the one that dissects this stuff a little better. So basically she wanted to, it seemed like she wanted to break apart the idea of different kingdoms and basically just take over everything with more of a, with more control from King's Landing than had been in the past. Is that kind of what she was getting at? Um, No, the, what I got from that was that she wanted to basically liberate all of not just Westeros, but everything. Like she wanted, she, she was, she said from, from Winterfell to Dorne, which Dorne was the southernmost kingdom. And I think she said from, from like the that's, the, that's the exact quote right there. I copy pasted it. So it's Winterfell to Dorne, Lannisport to Quarth, and Summer Isles to the Jade Sea. And sea to yeah. shining sea. Yeah. And, and Karth was, remember, on the other side of the, of the ocean. Karth was okay. where she was, where she was when she was gathering her army. Algar? Oh, okay. Yes. Oy. Garth? So, so she not only wanted Westeros, she wanted basically the whole world. And yeah, and, and they're they're realizing they're realizing how how far reaching and just how mad with power she's gone. And if she plans on doing this, I mean, there isn't going to be anything left. No, 
No, there wouldn't be. Uh, she wants to break the wheel, basically. That's, uh, you know, this wheel that she, that she wants to break this cycle. Um, uh, really, she's just drunk with power. She has been. Um, she's gonna burn the whole damn planet down. You can always tell when somebody's headed down that dark path in Black Panther. It was Killmonger saying, uh, the sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire. Like, she was almost having that speech basically saying that she was ready to take over the world. And that's when you know, like, okay, this person is lost. And get a little yeah. bit of power, and all of a sudden, you get a lot of power. Yeah, I was super disappointed not to see, you know, Danny kind of one-eye twitching. Like, one, you know, really wide-open eye just kind of, like, rolling back and forth and super frizzy hair. <laughs> Because that would have really made her look mental. Did you want to go see her key up a car, too, and slash some tires? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wanted her to, like, go crazy on a barista at Starbucks because they didn't put the, they, you know, make the milk hot enough. Or... <laughs> yeah, but she's clearly, clearly lost her mind. And uh, that leaves, you know, John up at the top of the steps. And Arya just kind of, she's she was working her way through the crowd as well. Uh, Arya was on her way to kill Cersei Lannister, uh, the last living person on her list. And she just kind of pops up next to John, you know, and, using her, her magical pop-up powers. And at this point, you're pretty sure that Cersei's name has been replaced with Danny. Because, yeah. Because the yeah. way that she's looking at Danny from the crowd down below, like, oh my God, what is this bitch be crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was that, when I saw her down there and the, the banner dropped when they were showing the banner, I kind of felt like everybody in the crowd was going to start hail Hydra. You know what I mean? It kind of had that <laughs> moment. Yeah. The, the first order is all standing out there. Um, this is actually, the, uh, this is where they really have the conversation. Um, you know, about going to approach Danny. Uh, John is telling Arya, I need to go talk to her. And it's Arya that says, you won't walk out of there. I know a killer when I see one. Arya would know. She would. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, we have a meeting between John and Tyrion. John goes down to visit Tyrion in his cell just to talk, I guess. And we we finally get what we suspected in the beginning, where we suspected that Tyrion, 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 um, knows that Varys was right. And Tyrion says to John, you know, I think Varys's ashes would be saying, "See, I told you. I told you so." Yeah, it's a very vivid description. Funny, but sad. Yeah, it was, and I think for me, really, the the impact of that kind of hit. Right there. Mm-hmm. Like, man, Varys should still be alive. Varys was right. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he got toasted. And, uh, you know, Tyrion finally tries to talk some damn sense under John, And he asked John. Yeah, I, I like this conversation it, quite a bit. It was great. Were, yeah. Because <clears throat> John's like, I can't. She's my queen. Yeah, he's very loyal. She's my again, queen. To a fault, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But he's like, so Tyrion, is, would you have done what she did? Because he was trying to defend her, and I don't think he answers, but you know the answer that he wouldn't have. You're like, oh, yeah, no, she he, lost he her does, friend. She lost answer. this. She lost that. And, you know, so that's why she burnt, and now now she'll be fine. Nothing is nothing will go wrong after this. And yeah, he doesn't answer the "Would you have done it?" and which was the answer there. You know, the fact that he's like, okay, well, I don't agree with what she did. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead. I was gonna say he he asked John point blank, and and John says, "I don't know." 
and Tyrion basically calls him out and says, "No, you do know. You just don't want to to voice it. You don't want to say this." Yeah, put it out there in the the universe. The Unsullied show up, I guess, after John's a lot of time with Tyrion, and as John's leaving, Tyrion says, "Well, what about your sisters? Um, do you do you really think Danny's gonna stop?" you really think Danny's just going to let them remain an independent like nation? No, Danny would kill John's sisters in a heartbeat if they didn't bend the knee to her. Sansa and made think, it clear. She made it clear that they weren't going to bend mm-hmm. the knee. I think that's finally the uh, straw that broke the dragon's back, I guess. Zing. Thank you. Now, we finally we see that somehow the, the throne did survive, that somehow the Red Keep didn't fall completely. Uh, you know, before that, John is walking up to speak with his queen, whom he's in so much love with. And, uh, it's kind of a cool shot, but it was kind of, I mean, I guess it was there for a reason because John's walking up and you see this kind of like snow drift up against the, the side of the keep. And that's no snow drift. I thought it was bodies at first, like corpses and of burnt, mm. like King's Landians, King's, King Landowans, Land. King Landowans. King Lando Calrissians? <laughs> yes. Sure, we'll go with that from now on. But it's actually Drogon. And Drogon, I guess, is... Well, he is, you know, sitting out front of the keep protecting his queen. She must have been in there a while, just staring at the Iron Throne, because he's accumulated inches of ash. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of pops up as John's walking up, and he's just like, Hey, so Yeah, my oh, wife actually, oh, like... Oh. Dropped a, a Korg, hey man, hey man. Up and, and I hear from across the room, my, my wife goes, hey man, hey man. And I was like, yes. Yeah, nice. Good choice there. Um, yeah, Danny's up there. She's just all wild-eyed. Again, I was hoping for twitches and, and stuff like that, but uh, none of that. However, Danny's walking towards the throne, and as she gets right up to the throne, you see Jon Snow appear in the entrance to the throne room behind her. This is where the pacing sort of revealed the what was going to happen because when she didn't immediately just walk up and hop on the throne and she walked up delicately to it, she touched like a part of it, she looked at it, she paused, smelled like, it. Yeah, she licked it a little. Um, <laughs> took a rubbed, selfie with it. Yeah, rubbed her face on it like a cat. But when she did all of that stuff, I was like, she's never going to sit on the throne. Hashtag she's, queen. <laughs> Like, she's never going to sit on the throne. You could just tell the way they paced it and the way the music was and all that. And John arrived, and I was like, okay, this will be interesting. Yep. And John confronts Danny finally, and asks her to let Tyrion go. And Danny's answer to that is, no, I won't. I can't. You know? She explains her plans to John and says, you know, come rule by me. And um, you know, this is what we're going to do. And it appears for a second that maybe they will. As John and Daenerys Stormborn, first of her name, blah, 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 start, you know, making out. You, you are my queen for now and always. Uh, for about 10 more seconds as they, as they're necking for the next couple of seconds. Smooch, smooch, and, smooch. Well, no, I, I honestly think that, that John... John will carry carry feelings for her for the rest of it. I don't I don't think John will ever be this because no. I, I I honestly believe that he did truly love her. 
I think so. He definitely did. He was conflicted this whole episode start because he knew he just didn't mm-hmm. want to quit. And even, you know, skipping ahead, I know we'll get to it in the end. But even in the end, you could still tell that that was weighing heavily. Mm-hmm. The fact that he had to be, he did the right thing, but he had to be do the act. Well, I'm sure that, in our lives, we've all dated someone that did something like crazy at a party or at a bar or a restaurant and stuff. And you're kind of like, how am I going to defend this person? <laughs> well, actions? I have to kill this person now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the way it works, right? Like, you know, someone's really rude, rude to a waitress. And then you're like, well, now I have to kiss them and stab them with a hidden dagger, apparently. <laughs> and that's what happens. Jon Snow kills Daenerys Targaryen. You know, Mert, I think you're right. Up until that point, he, you know, I think I think when she said, I'm not going to let Tyrion go, that was like, all right. Well, and he's I, right. And I, would, I would like to point out that that's exactly what I said would happen. I said Jon would have to kill Daenerys. I, yeah, and I came around to that idea, you know, as well. But certainly after you did. So bragging rights to you, sir. Yeah, buddy. And... Just as Danny's dying, you know, you hear Drogon. You know, this is not going to be good. And Drogon. I also, again, would like to put mm-hmm. out, I, I love the fact that she never got a chance to actually sit on the throne, on that throne. And guess what? Nobody will. Yep. Nope. Because Drogon lands, he just seems like he's going to smoke Jon Snow, and he roars up, you see the fire brewing in his throat, and he goes down to vanquish John, and he turns his head the last second, blowing fire kind of, like, around the throne. Uh, I think it's pretty evident what he's going to do, and that is he he rears back and, you know, shoots fire again, and he melts the Iron Throne, as if to say, you know, you killed my mom. Um, nobody's ever going to sit on this throne. Yeah, when he flew up there and sniffed Danny and kind of nudged, her with the with the snout like despite all of the feelings towards what just happened and all this other stuff everyone's like oh it was actually a, a nice little sweet moment and also i do had to point out to my wife that if that ever happened to either of us uh that our pets would most likely just eat us <laughs> probably um i did see that somewhere else someone had said something like is that the sign of a remarkably smart dragon that's like i'm just gonna burn the the throne because that's what caused her death or a remarkably stupid dragon like oh, pointy throne clearly that's what killed her and burn that it was kind of an interesting take or just they wanted the shot of the dragon burning the the throne which is most likely i think i think the most dragon likely, yeah. wanted to burn john i think the dragon really wanted to burn john but since he was a targaryen he couldn't yeah that's because most likely. they have they have this weird bond with the targaryens and he couldn't he couldn't burn John because he was a Targaryen. As mentioned by one of the people I was watching the show with, they said it would have been so much cooler if Drogon went to burn John and he didn't. And he was like, uh, okay. And then John takes the throne. He, he claims his right as the true heir, but no, that's not what happens. Uh, Drogon picks Danny up and flies off into the sunset. Now I'm really curious to see the, uh, effects breakdown of the shot where Drogon was nudging Danny because you know it was just some dude in a skin tight green suit just like down next to her and just picture like the director dragon head on him yeah the director in the background going you're a dragon baby <laughs> uh, uh, and it's just the weird things that my brain comes up with 
Have you got any of you guys ever acted or done any, any kind of anything like that? Nothing. Uh, student movies. But that's yeah. It. Have you? It was just a web series, uh, and one of my coworkers oh. was a part of it, and I got a chance to be like Uber passenger number three or. Something. And the director, <laughs> I mean, I was on screen for all of maybe thirty. The director, you're a guy who's having trouble finding a, your facial. Hair. Where is your head at at this point? Many jobs interviews have you? And I'm like, oh, lady, man. I'm in the Uber for thirty seconds talking about. Oh jeez. <laughs> so sometimes they really get carried away with it. My grandmother was actually in uh, the Joy Luck Club, I think. And they had, she was, they had her as a background person. They needed like a old Jewish old lady. Old Jewish lady for. They did. Yeah, they did like, to sit on like a fountain and just look, I guess, old and Jewish. And <laughs> she, apparently she nailed it. <laughs> she nice. got a, got a plaque from the community HOA. And she got like her SAG card. <laughs> no, I'm kidding about that. No. <laughs> so, so anyway, let's yeah. continue on. Apparently months later. Um, or so it seems. I think it was actually only a couple of weeks, but yeah, we, but it it just jumps with it like does. yeah, and then they yeah. don't explain anything that no. happened in the previous months they, or whatever it was. Well, the blackout was really long. I'm like, are they really cutting the credits? As I've said, I've been watching it time shifted like fifteen twenty minutes, so I didn't know it all. I'm like, no, there's no way this is all. This how it's going to end. They're not going to Sopranos this. Yeah, and then and it came then, back. I'm like, oh, okay, and then it came back. With John, John looking very unkempt, um, and honestly, when that shot popped up, everybody in the room that I was in started laughing. I fully expected him to be looking at a beach ball with a handprint on it. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was Tyrion that it came back on. Yeah, it was Tyrion. It came back to Tyrion with his head. Okay. Him. Yeah. And the troops bring him to bring him out to the. I guess what is that called? Dragon the pit council. or something? Yeah, the councilor or whatever. Is it like the dragon arena or the yeah whatever i think it it's was. called i think in the some of the reviews i read they called it dragon pit like all sure. so there before the council yes before we do see john again at least i got to make my castaway joke um they're all deciding you know basically what to do about their kingless situation and you've got everyone there it's it's kind of a you know uh a reuniting a reunion that's the word the reunion. We've got um, Brienne's there, Sansa, Arya. Who else is there? Uh, they Davos. revealed the, the new Prince of Dorne, but they never actually said his name. Bran, of course. Gendry. The little little whiny kid from the, the Reach. Yeah. Apparently drinking breast milk until you're 10 works because he got really tall. <laughs> well, the last time we saw him was like seven years ago, and he was just so ugh. Uh, there is a guy that people are assuming is the temporary leader of high garden. Cause he had um, flowers embroidered onto his vest or jacket or whatever that thing is called. Uh, Edmure. Edmure Tully takes over. Yeah. Edmure Tully or admire Edmure, whatever Tully is there. Apparently he got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davos and cat's what, brother, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was the, he was the one getting mm-hmm. married it's, for the red <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remembered. I was like, that's the red wedding guy. He gets up and, Makes a complete ass out of himself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently the the one that looked like there was another guy there that looked like he was from the north. He's probably the leader of Dreadfort since the Ramses are all dead. So he probably took over Dreadfort. It was funny when I, Tully when they were trying to figure out the who was going to be, and Tully gets up and tries to make his even like he wasn't even a conversation. Nobody even. And then as he's going back to no. the chair, he's like clanging his sword on everything. Yeah. Sansa's like, Sansa's like, Uncle, sit down. Uncle, sit down, sit down, yeah. sit down. 
Everybody's smirking at him. I, I was the adults are talking. And this and that, and yeah, he's so it's not going to be basically chastises about. chastises him like a little boy. <laughs> yeah, the adults are talking. Sit down. Uh, this is actually at this point is where I realized that the time had changed a little bit because when Tyrion was laying on the ground, you couldn't really his beard was a little squashed, and then when they brought him out through that one gate, that's when I realized, oh, okay, a lot of time has passed because there's uh. He had quite a bigger beard, and um, anyway, and uh, you know they they're all having conversations about what to do with the the king or who's going to be king. And Sam actually starts describing a democracy. And I, at this point, I was like, "Oh God, please tell me that's not where we're headed with this." All right. And at this point, as Sam is describing what we know today as a democracy, like Rob said. I fully expected them to all be like, yeah, Sam, that's a great idea, and break out in a song and dance. <laughs> because how else are you going to end this show, this hot garbage of an episode? Abomination. Use use a dance number. That would have been great. That would have been funny. But they, they're they all like, democracy! <laughs> and it's just like, oh. Should my well, horse get a vote as well? Yeah. Like, okay. That was a thing that happened. So they, you know, go back to the drawing board here. And this is the, uh, you guys apparently had way more of a problem with this episode than I did. I'm glad you liked it. I didn't think it was the best episode ever, but I didn't think it. I wasn't necessarily happy with the decisions. Like all we, the decisions, we, we but can talk, We can talk overall feelings after, yeah. afterward. But I thought, here's where they make the decision I think a lot of people were like annoyed about, is they decide to pick Bran the Broken to be the uh, king. And this is where it gets a little, where I thought it was a little weird because Tyrion went from Grey Worm dragging him out there saying, you're not allowed to speak, to basically suggesting the guy that's going to become king. And Grey Worm's just kind of standing there. Yeah. He told Tyrion to shut up and Tyrion kept talking, talking. He said something like, you, you've said enough or something. You don't get to decide or something. Yeah. And then he did. So I thought that was that was a little bit weird. Not to mention the fact that they were that they were still alive after four months or eight months or whatever time it's been. Yeah. Because at that point, the Dothraki and the Unsullied were beyond uh, bloodthirsty. They were killing everybody. So there's no way they would have let Jon and Tyrion live. Yep. But they but, do. And, and yeah, that's what happened. happened. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, they choose Bran the Broken, which if I was king, the first thing I would do is change my nickname. But... Yeah, I would have been like, don't don't freaking call me why, that. Why yeah. the broken, though? I mean, he could have been Bran the Wise, Bran the Overcomer, Bran anything else but the yeah. broken, though. That's terrible. Bran the Three-Eyed Raven, Bran the, I don't know, the Wheel. Yeah. That whole time, Bran was warging into a bottle of Dawn dish detergent <laughs> yeah. and, instead of really helping the situation. Because oh, Bran's a Three-Eyed Raven and he knows everything. And I think okay. one of the, the memes that somebody looked up afterwards was like, really? Y'all chose Bran, who's high as hell all the time and doesn't know what's going on? I, I saw one that really made me laugh. It was it was an image of Bran where he's like doing that stare that he does. The, oh. And the cool. meme was, didn't didn't help at all in the group project. Still yeah. got the A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, that's right. So... Yeah, Tyrion asks him if he'll be the king, and he just kind of showed Bran's face, and he's just kind of blankly looking at him. And I just fully, fully expected Bran to just be like, huh? 
<laughs> but he says, why do you think I came all this way? Like, oh, and, shut up. And until he said that, I actually thought he was going to say no. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that he was going to turn it down and they were going to have to come up with something else. But then Bran's like, huh, I've been planning this the whole time. Why do you think I came down here? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, you got to be shit. I let really? all those people die. It's not like I could have warged into Drogon and just flew into the ocean or anything. I also like that Sansa cut off this whole conversation and was like, well, it can't be Bran because, you know. He can't father children. Because his dick, his dick don't work, basically. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Wow. She caught right. him. Just, yeah, she just goes right in there and says, look, he can't have, he can't have I, kids. I think, I think Sansa um, wanted them to suggest her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she, she was trying to pull anything out, so to speak, <laughs> to uh, – to us to stop the whole thing, but Hey-o. and Tyrion's like, well, that's a good thing because we're not going to end up with another Joffrey situation. Yeah, yeah because and, and basically they they kind of instill a democracy of sorts, I believe, because I think what their plan was was when when the king passes, they would reconvene and then choose another king. So it's kind of a democracy, except the the lords are electing their next king, mm-hmm. as opposed to the 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 monarchy being passed by and and also of of note as they're voting for Bran this is where Sansa makes her bid and i actually think this is what her plan was the whole time where mm-hmm. where she says that the north will remain an independent kingdom as it was for thousands of years before the before whatever before the targaryens and basically places her ends up placing herself on the throne in the north so she becomes yep of the north effectively and everybody's just like okay that's cool well and at that point i mean she's got the largest army <laughs> so uh other than the other than the unsullied and dothraki you know the northmen are the are the largest if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah and, and she tells um gray worm that you know he will not harm Jon snow um though there's a, i guess there's a little bit more to that before um as Tyrion is named Hand of the King by Bran the Broken, you know, could have been Bran the the Badass or something. But no, we got Bran the Broken. He appoints, and, and Tyrion says, no, I don't want it. And Bran basically says, you're going to take it. And Grey Worm's like, that's my prisoner. You can't do that. I want justice. That's not justice. Yeah. but And Bran, and Bran tells him that that, well, you know, he's... He's made some very terrible mistakes, and he's going to spend the rest of his life fixing them. That's just at which point Grey Worm shuts the hell up. He because indeed. I just I just want Grey Worm to go away at this because I'm like Grey Worm. You know what? You've lost Eddie. Eddie, I no longer care about you. You need to. <laughs> I want Dude John just... to run you through. Dude just lost his girl. Saw it happen in front of him and went insane. Yeah, well, and. Finally, to shore it up there, the fate of Jon Snow is decided. It is revealed to him by Tyrion that this is the shot where he looks like, you know, Tom Hanks and Castaway uh, sitting in the, the crypts. Basically, uh, Tyrion says, you're going to leave. You will never father any children. You will never get married and you will head up the Night's Watch. Not because you're the, you know true heir to the throne or that you're Aegon Targaryen or, you know, none of that matters. So just go on. See ya. And bring your volleyball with you. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I mean, I had, I had a s- slight problem with because as, as we see later, the Unsullied pack up and leave. And, 
the Unsullied were the biggest reason. I mean, I know that Yara voiced some concerns, but you know what? Shut the fuck up. Go back to your island. The Unsullied were the biggest reason why they couldn't just let John go. And then the Unsullied pack up and leave. And I'm like, oh, well, if they're going anyway, who gives a crap what they think? Why do we even care if they're leaving? Well, you know what, John, you're free. You're, come on. You, you can come home. Let's go. Yeah. And in a, a, a shot where that's happening as John is, you know, go, everybody's kind of going their separate ways. This is the beginning of the very Lord of the Rings type ending where you're like, okay, it's over now. Oh, no. Oh, wait. There's another ending. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Um, Actually, that's an interesting question. Hmm. Uh, so if if Danny attempt attempted to make herself queen, but of everything, but was never ever consecrated or what? Are they, I don't know what they call it, but constipated. Yes, constipated. They never made it official. There was no ceremony. Did John actually kill kill the queen? She was he was the rightful heir. So like. Did he actually do anything wrong? I mean, like you're saying, when the Unsullied leave, it's like, okay, well, he just stopped someone from from murdering millions of people. That's all the, he really did. The problem is, is that John did nothing more than what any what any revolt or overthrow of a government would do. The only problem is, is that he didn't either win the loyalty of her army or defeat her army in the process. Okay. He basically assassinated her. And then the army and the people who still loved her was still there to contend with. And I think thrown or not, she was already recognized as yeah. the queen. She was already referred to as the queen. Gotcha. And she just, she would be queen of the seven kingdoms. My, my friend. Once and had that happen. My friend Brian had a, he had a good remark for this section of the show. He said that pretty much everybody left the seven kingdoms didn't want the smoke. And by smoke, he, they didn't want any problems in Sully. So for that reason, mm-hmm. they had to come to agreement so that they could get the Unsullied. At this point, the Unsullied could have taken over and ruled for themselves. Yeah, they were just making everybody left uncomfortable. But then they packed up and left. <laughs> and it's like, all right, all bets are off. You know, come on, let's go. Let's do whatever. Yeah, right before that, I, I think there was an interesting conversation um, where Sansa and Arya are allowed to go back north. Arya says, nah, I'm not going. And everybody's like, oh, she's going to go see what Gendry's up to, and nah. That was, that was honestly what I thought, too. Yeah. I thought she uh, maybe changed her mind. Uh, that's that's what I thought, but she is no lady, and she will never be. She is now Arya the Explorer. <laughs> Arya. She's get her purple backpack and go off. And and I'm assuming Greg wrote the notes here, but I, I agree. I would totally watch that show, too. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I think if, if any, I, cause you know, they're going to do a spinoff, whether it's a prequel, which I'm not really interested in or a, uh, a continuation, I would watch Arya's. Um, I'd probably watch one with John and Tormund. We'll get to that here in a second, but everybody goes their separate ways. I thought it was really interesting. John was walking towards his ship, uh, to take him back to Castle Black and he just walks by a group at Dothraki and they just don't pay him any attention. But I'm like, that's the dude that killed your queen. One of y'all, I think, going to take one for the team. Uh, I guess they had an agreement. There would be no more bloodshed, mm-hmm. and there is no more. But, of course, in the Lord of the Rings-type endings, we we have to see <laughs> what everybody's doing. The Unsullied, unsullied are heading towards Nap, or the, the home of Masande. No, that was where Masande wanted to go. Oh, that's where she wanted was, to go. Yes, was it her home? I don't. I don't think it was. I, I, I think Marine was her home. To, yeah, I thought she had always wanted to see Noth. 
Yeah, that was where she... I thought that's what it was. That's where she and Grey Worm planned to go after the battle. Right, because she had wanted, always wanted to... Uh, Masandi was born on the island of Noth in the Summer Sea. Oh, never mind. But she was, oh. immediately, she was immediately enslaved and taken. According to the ever-correct uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. I did like the little scene of Brienne adding Jamie's deeds into the official log. I thought that was dumb. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was nice. I liked how how his blurb had been cut off because of you know him being the Kingslayer and whatever else. But it did remind me a little bit of the Brave, Brave, Brave Sir Robin mm-hmm. thing, as because the way she wrote it was like in phrases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Greg is of course referring to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. And I did, of course, have to copy the... No, I'm not. I I bet Rob could do it by... Like, he was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken to have his kneecap split and his body burned away and his limbs all hacked and mangled brave Sir Robin his head smashed in, his heart cut out and his liver removed and his bowels on and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off. And okay, and his- okay, that's we're good. We're good there. Okay, thank you, Rob and Jimmy. You're welcome. So, Greg, why don't you close us out here? Okay, I can do. That. So they you. cut to the meeting of the new council, and it was kind of interesting. It was a very interestingly paced scene where, mm. um, where they're sitting at the table, like where I think you'd seen Cersei sit at it quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there waiting, and then he gets up and he starts arranging the chairs, and he's not really comfortable. Um, by the way, I was trying to figure—I was trying to figure out what everyone's like position was. And when I looked up uh, Brand's council, uh, the first thing that came up was with the National Council on Bran, like people that sell food that have Bran in it. Yeah. Um, and it did remind me to eat my fiber, and uh, so eat your fiber, guys. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Tyrion is the hand. He's busy arranging chairs. Bran comes in and immediately messes him up. To like get his spot and yeah, uh, and Tyrion's is, like, no, don't. Oh, oh. Yeah, so we end up with Bronn. He's going to be the chief of coin, which is kind of interesting, kind of funny. Uh, Sam comes in. He is. I don't know what he ends up being. The, he the like, maester. Oh, he's the, the grand maester. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, and he's got the a big book Darth called a Song of Ice and Fire. So uh, a lot of people did assume that Sam was going to be the person that actually wrote this whole story that we're being told or watching. Uh, but it turns out it was actually written by Archmaester Abrose, but Sam titled it. Uh, they do mention that Drogon was headed east. Oh, who's there? Um, the Master of Ships is, uh, I always forget his name, uh, Onion Knight. Uh, yeah. Davos. Davos, yeah, there we go. So he was there. Was there anyone else? Brienne. Oh, and Brienne was the with the head of the King's Guard, right? Um, no, something I, like that. I thought, but then, but then when the king left, she didn't go with him. So I thought maybe she actually held a position on the council. Oh, no, she's the, the master of war. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, she wasn't. Oh, okay. Because they were like, Bran comes in and they were like, oh, my king, well, we'll find you a master of war. We'll find you a blah, 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 blah. Okay. So maybe she's the head of the guard. I don't know. She's, but, she's got a big but position. She- she did stay and continue to discuss the council matter, so I assumed she was on the council. So they're all sitting around discussing the table, and they're talking with Bronn, who's trying not to go broke, because they obviously have to rebuild everything. And he's trying to hint that they need to rebuild the brothels, and Davos is like, well, we need ships. And they kinda, they're going back and forth. It's kind of a like a muddled conversation. Uh-huh, humor. Yeah, and... uh they, they, yeah, they're, I'd like to now announce a GoFundMe to rebuild all the brothels of Westeros, Westeros and uh, we'll set up some really good tiers. You know, there'll be some good prizes, all that fun stuff. <laughs> so they can get the ships and we can 
get all the brothels we need in Westeros. All of the brothels. Exactly. Uh, they cut away to John, who arrives at Night's Watch, and you see the little Tormund. He doesn't really react all that much. You see Tormund there. Uh, of course, Ghost is there, which we we'll see eventually. But he, we, I, Ghost apparently lost an ear. He didn't have an ear last episode either. I, I missed that. Poor, poor Ghost. Yeah, and, but John uh, does does pat the good boy. So John finally made good with his dog, who he is, uh, you know, neglected for a little while. Bastard. Uh, they do show Arya kind of gearing up all Rambo style to head out into the the area west of Westeros. I find it very weird that no one has actually gone west of Westeros in, in like, thousands of years. Thousands of years, and it's not like I mean, towards the end of the show, people were getting around like they were going to like the Seven Eleven on the corner. Like, oh, we're going from the north to the south. Okay, that takes which five is minutes every time. corner here in the yeah. south. Yeah, it was, I, so I did find that a little weird um, that no one ever just because it wasn't on a map, no one was there. Like. Was there like superstition? What? So she's heading west of Westeros. Uh, Sansa gets to be the queen of the north, and everyone is showing her great, great respect. And uh, you see John go up to the wall, but the wall is not really there, so they just keep going. Yeah, and, well, and I thought it was funny because it looked like he was the only crow that was sent back to the wall. And it's like, uh-huh. he's the only one there, and then there's all the wildlings. And it's like, what, is he supposed to man the castle by himself? What yeah. the hell is going on? Yep. So he just goes north with the with the wildlings. And the screen fades to black. And that ended season eight and the whole series. The final season. So overall Except for thoughts? the controversy. Yeah, like you signed off and there was people happy, people sad. Um, I'm still torn on certain things. I mean, the big decision of Bran being king, uh, yay, nay for that. I mean, not a single person. I look, not a single person picked that in our... I, I don't think that there was anyone who was watching this show that went... Oh my God! You know what? I hope Bran wins. Yeah, yeah. Nobody thought that. What? That? No, but nobody wanted Bran to win. What was that garbage? Um, well, overall, that's, that's what George R. R. Martin wanted. That's the one thing that he put in. Sure. Uh, overall, I, I wasn't pleased with a lot of the decisions that have been made made this season. Um, I, I think it could have been written with a more badass ending. I don't know. Uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the episode, and I walked away very just meh. Yeah. I, 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 I wasn't satisfied. I'm still not. I think I think this this season could have benefited greatly from – or the ending of the series could have benefited greatly either from A, another season, or at least a, say, a 10-season uh, or a 10-episode season. So, like, yeah. four more episodes to hash things out because – I, and I, one of the biggest complaints that I've heard about this season was that it was so rushed. And mm-hmm. in retrospect, I kind of have to agree with that because I really feel like there was a lot of stuff that they really just didn't have time to give the attention that they needed to, to just lay everything out. And it, it was all like, oh, here, then there's this, and then there's this, and, there's this. and then they just throw everything at you. And it's like, oh, and Bran wins. Yay. It's like, wait, what the, the fuck? Yeah, they... It's almost like the the writers took all of the open storylines and all the characters and wrote it up on a whiteboard. And okay, we got to do this check, got to do that check, got to do that check, got to do that, and just checked them all off without. And they just and they just filmed them and they just filmed them in like Family Guy cutaway style. (laughs) What did you think of the episode, Mert? For me, I know a lot of people, but I was kind of like Greg. I was like in the middle. I respect the direction. Um, it, it did offer closure to a certain extent. Like for me, 
yes, I never imagined that Bran would be sitting on the throne, whatever they call the new throne, it's the Iron Throne. But if you if you think back, episode one, him being thrown out of the window by Jamie is what started the entire thing. So it's kind of like a full circle that he pushed out of the window, started the, and now he. Um, the the issue with John, I know a lot of people. They want to have a happy, see the happy of John, but he never wanted it. He fought the whole show to from happening. And for him, his place was in the, he wanted to be in the North. This gave him his chance to be back in the If he hadn't have had to take Danny out, if he hadn't have killed his love, I think he would have been happy to be back in the I think the only thing that was with him at the end was that he's still upset about having to kill Danny. The whole episode, he whole time about that he had to do something, we had to do, but he just didn't want it. And the only thing I was wondering at the end is like is the free fall, is he headed away or is he just kind of like going out for like a, like a, as the Rangers did early on in the series and then back. I, I didn't know if he knew what they said. I'm going to my free fall and uh, my, my dog. And one of the things. Yeah, I think he's gone. I, I almost feel that he would have been happier had they put him to death. Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like it. And um, I know everybody was talking about when he didn't pet a ghost goodbye in the previous ex- episode when he headed when he headed to uh, King's Landing. To me, I thought he was just like Ghost, and he felt like Ghost shouldn't be in King's Landing because there was no. So I think he's happy. He's happy where he is, but he's not happy with the path that got him there. Yeah, I, yeah like a lot of people wanted him to be king, but yeah. I like the way his story ended. And do we know if it's over? It may not be over. They may decide to follow to be like you know, I don't know, the odd couple, an odd couple, <laughs> uh, uh, north of the wall, and, a rom com. <laughs> yeah, and one one of the things I heard was that. Um, it ended the way it did because the writers wanted to try and please the most people. And I'm like, if that was your goal, I don't think you succeeded at all because I don't think anyone was happy or like happy enjoyed the ending. I mean, I think people accepted it. I think there are people who accepted it, but I don't think anybody liked the ending. I was like, man, this is, this is terrible. And, and to call back to one of our, to like our first episode from there, from this season, I, Greg, I think Martin's going to have to write the book. I think I think Martin will go back and write the books because I think there's been such an uproar over the that Martin will have to write the books and say, oh, well, no, this is what I really meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, like as the last episode approached us, there was a bunch of different things. Well, this person's going to be king, that person's going to be king, so on and so forth, because you knew it wasn't going to be Danny for the most because of what happened. And in a way, Tyrion is actually the king. Like Bran is. I mean, the last thing Bran does, his first order of action that we see is he's going to go talk to the dragon. Gonna go be an avocado. Yeah. When he doesn't talk to the dragon, yeah, he's gonna go warg into... What, what's he working into, Jimmy? A bottle of ranch dressing. There you go. So Tyrion, in a way, kind of won. And he might not like what he got, but, you know, that's that. So uh, I, it probably fell in a B-ish for me. There were some great there were some great moments. There were some things I cared about. For some reason, the death of Danny didn't affect me at all. A character we followed for that long. Too powerful to be left alone. Yeah. Well, and and they also they also caused her character to have such a drastic negative turn that it was I'm not going to say that it was as bad as like Joffrey or Ramsay, but when she did die, it you weren't like upset about it because she had become so evil in in respect to just the slaughter of innocents that you were like, "Okay, yeah, that's 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 good. I can I can yeah. get behind that." And when she said she became in a way, she became that that which she was killing over on the Eastern Isles, the the slavers and stuff. You know, the people who just murdered innocent and yeah. enslaved innocents. I mean, she she became what it was that she was fighting against. I think she said yeah. something. She was having a conversation with John about the commoners. 
not having a say so in their lives. And I knew when she went, yeah. you know, wherever, I was like, Winterfell. At this point, it's like Star Wars level, uh, too dangerous to be left alone. There's no way they let her. See. I'm going to build a planet sized weapon that can blow up <laughs> exactly. entire planets. Mm-hmm. A moon sized weapon. We'll go with that. Uh, so anyone else have anything about the episode before we close out? I wasn't mad though. I, I to me, I, I'm happy to have the club and I'm here. If there's spinoffs or whatever, I know some people pissed off. I was good. I, I wasn't pissed, but I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Spinoffs are coming. And, and my problem with prequels, I just have to say this. My problem with the prequel is that anytime something is set thousands of years, like in the past, and there's absolutely no change in their technology. I'm like, what the F are you doing, people? I don't think there's going to be a prequel because they they shut down production on the prequel. Oh, did they? Yeah, about two weeks ago. It was that one week that we had a weird episode alignment because the Avengers, they did shut down the, the prequel stuff. So if there's anything, it's going to be more of a pared down type thing. You know, maybe following Arya into completely new realms or something I was like say, that. Maybe we'll get the Arya the Explorer show. I'm okay with that. Well, at the beginning of this season, we did a competition, which we spoke about a little bit earlier, and we had we invited people to guess from a list of characters who was going to live, who was going to die, who was going to end up on the throne. Rob has spent much of today organizing the results of that contest, and we'll see who wins the Give Me Five podcast t-shirt. So, What you got, Rob? Well, out of 26 possible characters to choose from, there, it was, it was close. I was worried that we were going to have a, a multiple way tie. Um, because we did have three people who had only picked eight of them incorrectly. But out of 26, we did have a clear winner who only got seven of them wrong. And that was Dynamite. Who is, oh, I know who that is. That is someone who shares your name. It Rob. is. Yes. That is, that is, that is, uh, my, it is Rob, one of our listeners, actually one of our first listeners, and one of the people that actually got us onto a bunch of uh, other podcast services. So, oh, Rob, well, you well get done. a t-shirt. Uh, not this Rob, but other no. Rob. <laughs> That's constantly confusing. Uh, Batman Rob, you get a t-shirt. And Batman Rob, if you want a custom piece done, if you decide that you wanted to have some artwork on your shirt, I would be willing to do a Game of Thrones uh, themed design in the vein of what I've already done. And and I would also like to say <laughs> that in a very impressive effort, I Love Jeebus got more than half of them wrong. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I Love Jeebus got 15 out of the 26 possible choices wrong. Listeners to the show will know him as Jubals, but he also has never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones, so it would be actually oh, that's really funny. bad writing if he... Uh, if he did that. So uh, congratulations, Jubals. You're, you get a taco <laughs> that I le- I'm going to leave in my car for a week before okay. I give it to you. I was going to say. Yeah. And uh, as we said earlier, nobody guessed who was going to end up on the, on the throne. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. No one guessed who would end up on the throne and no one except Greg got the first death. Correct. Greg was the only one who guessed Beric Dondarrion. I just like saying Bernice Dondarrion. Uh, yeah, so, pretty much. Good old Bernice. And of all of the choices, of all of the of all of the options, there was only one character that everyone agreed on across the board as to whether or not they would live or die. Jora. Negative. No. Seriously. Negative. Oh, sorry, the Night King. The Night there King. you go. The Night King was the only one that everyone agreed on would die. 
And we're going to do one last thing. First of all, Rob, thank you for coming up with the contest. I thought that was no actually problem. quite fun. Thank you very people much. people out there liked it. So we're going to do one last thing. As the listeners of our regular show know, we are called the Gimme 5 Podcast because at the end of each episode, we do a top five list of five best, worst, somethings. And last minute here, I decided to uh, throw up a little question here. The top five series finales, which I'm guessing no one picked this one. but I didn't. Yeah, I did not either, but there's also been a lot of them. So we're going to get through this really quick. So, uh, Jimmy, you know your spot. As is my lot in life, I will go first. Starting at number five, I'm going to go with The Office. Number four didn't make anyone else's list, and that is The Wonder Years. That was the first one, I think, that I was like, oh, man, this is the end. And that was a while ago. My number three is going to be Six Feet Under. And I'm putting in True Detective Season 1 simply because none of them are connected, and that was the end of the storyline for those two. Number one, greatest series finale of all time, in my opinion, is Breaking Bad. Strong list. Jimmy's going to step away from the podcast in order to make sure that a terrier doesn't pee on his floor. Yes. uh, Have fun. Walk safe. Uh, Mert. So I agreed with uh, Jimmy. Number five is The Office and Rick Number three, I thought was just hilarious. It's everybody hates Chris, and they and how did, how did that go? They made fun of the Sopranos. Um, oh, really? The ending for the Sopranos, so it ended similar, uh, similarly to the uh, Sopranos. Uh, Chris was waiting to get his um, his paperwork like that, and all of a sudden they're in a bar, they're looking around, and all of a sudden it fades to black. It was hilarious. And that was Chris Rock's show. If I don't know, yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, number two was The Wire for me. The Wire was one of my uh, favorite shows. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. It was good, though. And then, of course, Breaking Bad. Is- yeah. No, I, The Wire was really close to making my list. In fact, I I had it five for a little bit, and then it got bumped, and it, I was probably wrong. <laughs> it's such a frustrating ending, but in a way that it's supposed to be. And just, the, again, speaking of breaking the wheel, like the same thing happening all the time, It's it was hard. Um that's a, if you if anyone out there has not seen the wire, you should see it and hate everything afterwards. Mm. Uh, Rob, do you want to go or should I go? Um, you can go ahead and go. Okay, so um, I, I have the Americans at five, although I'm doubting it that it should be there because the wire should probably be there. But um, since we've already talked about that, I go with the Americans. It just finished last year, and it was heartbreaking. The two Russian spies that were here, uh, you know, we, you wonder what's going to happen with them because he kind of gave up on it, and she was still going with it, and their daughter knew they were spies, and she wanted to head into that whole thing and their son ends up kind of getting left out because he's very americanized and he does not know about the spying thing and he kind of gets left and it's it's heartbreaking uh parks and recreation it just was a great ending to the show they did a little bit of a time jump which we talked about a couple weeks ago and you know it 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 ended very strong uh the office with dwight's wedding and it actually was able to answer the question of will michael scott actually show up is he going to come back on the show and he did uh, six feet under. I forgot about this. It is actually my I never wife's favorite TV that. show ending, and she reminded me of it. And I watched just. I haven't seen the show in what ten, fifteen years or so. Maybe, maybe not fifteen, about ten years. And I watched the last seven minutes of the show, and I was crying. I forgot how good it was. Hmm. Uh, they. I don't know if you do. You guys did you guys watch that? Rob, did you see it? Um, no. Okay. So real quick, it was in a. It was set in a mortuary, and they did very interesting things with with death throughout the whole series where they would show how the person died that as they, before they came into the show, I don't even remember exactly how they did it, but the way they finished the show was they showed each of the characters dying 
as the daughter finally broke away from the family business. So Lauren Ambrose was the daughter. They showed her leaving, and then they showed the mom pass away. And and then it would just put on the screen the year that they died. So it would be like 2025. And then it would show wow. the next person, the next person, the next person as it goes. And just And the way they showed it was as the person was dying, they would look up and see their loved one wherever they were who had died previously in the episode. So like wow. someone was like sitting on a couch watching people dance and looked up and their husband that had passed away in the scene before was like gesturing for them to come dance with them. And then their head fell back and they were dead. And then they would say what year it was. Mm-hmm. And it just continued on. It was, it was incredible. And the acting was all great. So uh, spoiler, by the way, on that. Um, and number one, we've already talked about it a million times. So breaking bad was my number one. Nice. Um, I, while I didn't have a Sopranos actually almost made my list. I didn't have a huge problem with the Sopranos. In fact, I thought it was a great callback. Um, the way it ended, I thought it was a great callback to previous episodes. Um, because if you remember at one point, Tony Soprano and somebody else were talking about, um, what it's like when you die. Mm-hmm. And Tony Soprano actually says to the other guy, well, I don't think there's anything. I think it's just black. I think everything just goes black. And it was, su- I thought it was such a great callback to that. You gotta watch it. When Tony Soprano got whacked that everything just went black. Mm-hmm. So I, I, th- I thought it was a really nice tie in, but I'll, I'll go ahead and put Breaking Bad at number five. And the reason it's at number five is because I never watched the show, but I've heard about how great the, okay. so I, I will, I will put Breaking Bad at number five at number four is an oldie, but a goodie. Um, very emotional, very emotional episode. Um, the ending of mash. I don't know if you oh, guys yeah. ever watched that show or ever remember that show. Um, I only Mash- watched that show when I was home from school sick. Yeah. Because I hated uh, the Brady Bunch. But MASH actually ran 11 years, which was, what, two years longer than the Korean War, which it was actually depicting? Yeah. Um, but the the final episode of MASH was very well done. Very, very poignant. Um, at number, number three, I'm going to put, um, and this is where my list differs from everybody else. At number three, I'm going to put Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine ended on such a strong note with the war with the... I I really, really... It, it, as Deep Space Nine was coming to an end, the episodes just kept getting better. Um, the war with the Dominion was probably one of my favorite point my favorite points of the whole series. So uh, Deep Space Nine is going to be my number three. At number two, one of my favorite shows of all time, I'm going to put Buffy. Um, had a really, really great girl power moment where where they awaken all of the all of the Slayers' powers at once to basically help them fight. Um, all of the future Slayers all at once. I actually thought that was kind of cool too. And the, what, the end awakening of thing. I thought that was really yeah. cool. My wife didn't like it. She, we were talking about all this stuff before tonight, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I hated the I hated the ending of Buffy." I was like, "Really?" Oh, but, see, I liked it. I, I saw. I saw Angel. I never really got into Buffy. I I, I saw some episode An- series, but I did watch Angel. An- Angel was okay. You should watch Buffy because Buffy was. And for my number one for the finale episode, I have to go with uh, Star Trek: The Next Gen. The final episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation tied it in a big circle. They went back, and it was like a a uh, past, present, future kind of thing, and they tied back into their very first episode. 
encounter at Farpoint Station. And they did such a great job. I It was so Star Trek TNG. Nice. You talked about MASH. I, I, I meant to say that I got a chance to interview Jamie Farr. Oh, really? From MASH oh, back wow. when I lived in Toledo. Yeah, because he was from Toledo, so he would be there all the time. So I remember talking uh, back when I used to go back in 2000. <laughs> that was our final episode of our Game of Thrones special episodes. Uh, that means no more two episodes a week and no more two episode editing week. <laughs> Yay for you! <laughs> yeah. And uh, so thank you for listening, guys. And we'll get in touch with you, Dynamite, on for your uh, big win. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Thank you, Mert, for joining us for the last yes, few episodes. Yes, thank you, here. Mert. I appreciate it. It's been awesome being able to talk about Game of Thrones. And uh, any uh, final words on the episode? I just, I just think a lot of people were upset about it. I, I wasn't upset. You got a chance to see the characters, uh, the the ending. That you got a chance to see them go full circle. Life is not always about having a happy ending. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not happy. Sometimes it's just an ending. So. Yeah, and also if you want to check out our our podcast, the Give Me Five podcast, you can find it on every major provider. And if you have any questions, comments, uh, insults, if you want to follow us, all that stuff, uh, look up Give Me Five podcast. That is five spelled out. And you can also email us at Give Me Five podcast at gmail dot com, as well as find us on any of the major Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. So thanks for hey, listening, guys. Give Give Me Five Pod. It's yes. it's shortened on the oh, Twitter sorry. and Instagram. Yes. Give me five pod. Five is still spelled out, but it's just pod, not podcast. Correct.